Gilda. And I'm Steph. And this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we watch SNL and then get high and talk about SNL. Yes. And we're talking about season 46, episode 12, which aired on February 13th, 2021, hosted by Regina King. And the musical guest was Nathaniel Rateliff. Yeah. And there was a special appearance by his band, The Night Sweats, in the second performance. And I, I have to laugh at that name. Oh, I, it's a funny ass name, but I will say I've seen Nathaniel Rateliff in The Night Sweats and they're fucking awesome. I was very disappointed mm-hmm. when it was announced a few weeks ago, like, oh, it's Nathaniel Rateliff. I was like, but The Night Sweats, like, I know he has this first solo album, but I want to see The Night Sweats. And they are just, oh my God, it's such a good time. It's such a good show. So. Damn, I had never heard of him, but it, it surprised me how much I enjoyed his performances. Yeah, no, his voice is just, oh, what do you do? Chef's kiss? That? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that. Yes. The chef's kiss emoji. Um, the cold open. So this was a Tucker, Carl- uh, a Tucker Carlson, Alex Moffat, Moffat, Moffat. <laughs> I think it's Moffat. Moffat. <laughs> um a little bit and he um he opened up the the bit by giving a collection of scaremongering scaremongering oh my god can I talk non sequiturs <laughs> um my favorite one was is Pixar making our kids depressed or gay I think the answer is both yeah I think it's I'm not sure it's just the kids to be perfectly honest Literally. um yeah, I thought the is AOC hiding in your house line was absolutely great. Um, Steve got into a Facebook fight with people over guns and like they were saying something about Obama because he was like, oh, they're registering guns so we can come take them. And I was like, uh, and he was like, uh, do you see any Democrats crawling across your yard trying to take your guns? Like it, it's not going to happen, dude. Anyway, I thought that joke was very wonderfully timed just because it was like, oh, is AOC hiding in your house? We literally had this conversation like five hours ago about dem- Democrats creeping across lawns for guns. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I liked, again, it was okay. So they did a political cold open. But it was current events, it was about the impeachment, and it didn't focus on Biden. It, it was, again, um, I don't know, I just thought it was nice. It wasn't just the same damn running gag about the presidents, about how they talk, about, you know, what's, it was just, I don't know, Kate McKinnon was Lindsey Graham, and that was perfect. 80. It was. Bryant was Ted Cruz, which, oh my God, his hair, when I saw that about Ted Cruz's hair, I thought thought it was was a fake picture. I was like, that's funny. Like someone photoshopped a shaved mullet onto Ted Cruz. And then the more I scrolled, the more I realized, oh no, that's worse. I think that it's real. Definitely worse. Um, I thought that AD Bryant's like wig and like, like her, her the stylist really did well on the Ted Cruz look yeah it was they nailed that and I mean they're going hard on the Kate McKinnon AD Bryant thing and I don't mind it they make a really good team in terms of they know how to play off of one another so they do I enjoyed Kate McKinnon's Lindsey Graham um there was a line about how uh 
the impeachment was offensive and absurd, like an episode of Rick and Morty, which made me laugh because I literally watched all of season three of Rick and Morty, or maybe season two, I don't even know anymore. It's season two yesterday. I just watched whole seasons in one day is really where I'm at right now (laughs) with Rick and Morty. Hey, I've never, I have never seen Rick and Morty. I've heard that it's very sad, but maybe I'm thinking of Futurama. Um, maybe Bojack Horseman. I've never seen Futurama, so I don't know. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I've avoided Bojack Horseman like the fucking plague. I have no room for sad shit in my life right now. I yeah, no. Rick and Morty's hilarious in my opinion. Although, pa- I mean, I guess some of it is kind of like sad sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know. A package got lost in the mail this morning and I almost had a meltdown. So it's like, you know, that's where we're at in pandemic life. But, you know, um, I, I mean, it was a highly anticipated package, a highly anticipated package. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. So, yeah, I just I don't know. I like that they haven't done a Biden cold open yet. Not for political reasons. It's just a nice reprieve. Yeah, I agree. Also, um, there were two prequel Star Wars prequel jokes in this um, episode, and the first one happened in the cold open. I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, it was an interesting callback. I, I love a good prequel joke. Oh my god, I remember the absolute frenzy when those came out. Because, oh, the first one would have came out when you were just like a wee little, a wee little tiny Yeah, thing. literally, I think it was the year I was born. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, no, I remember it was like, it was everywhere. There were fucking Pepsi cans. It was a whole, it was like a big-ass cultural event. And I don't know why Pepsi cans is what I went to there. But I that that's, I just remember, like, people going absolutely insane and, like, trying to collect the, get. we also, yeah, that that was when we lived in so you know it was it was maybe a bit more of a thing there i i don't know people were I feel just like, like i mean i want to think of star wars was a thing everywhere but well, who knows? Me, t- me too i just like I, yeah i don't know i feel like that's a really terrible thing to say but like it was just like it, it like looking back on it i can't imagine people in your state or my state or where the fuck ever going as ape shit over pepsi cans but maybe they did i have no idea i was fairly young myself so i mean people who go to um galaxy's edge go ape shit over the coca-cola star wars cans i mean yeah yeah which are pretty cool i like them they're like they look like detonators (laughs) oh those yes okay those were kind of cool those are amazing. I, I was going to say, I, I don't fault people that, but I'm just talking about like literally this was 99 and they were fucking cans. There was nothing special. They had something different printed on them. Times yeah. were different. Um, so yeah, anyway, we went into the Regina King monologue and I thought it was funny. I don't know that I was the target audience for it, but it was hilarious. And there was a Lauren joke. I wrote down Lauren joke arrow funny. Um, can't remember what the fuck, but I appreciate it when Lauren allows himself to be teased in the show. Yeah, he was also um, in the, I think, Cut for Time sketch. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot what he, what was said specifically about Lauren. Um, 
but I, I felt like I was Loki, the, the target audience as a white person, because I didn't really know who she was. And that whole thing was just like, well, Kenan true, gassing her up and telling us who the fuck she is. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's valid. I just didn't understand some of the jokes that I felt old. Oh, um, <laughs> that maybe that, that was more what I was saying. I understood the, they were introducing her as like to a white audience and I knew who she was prior. Um, she was in fuck. Was it? Uh, if Beale Street could talk, I don't know. I've never seen it. I say I know who she is, and then, well, I'm also kind of high. Um, yeah, if Beale Street could talk, yeah, it won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it was a really fucking good movie. So I, I actually did know who she was coming into this. So it was just the jokes making me feel old. Um, no, I, uh, other than that, I thought it was a fine monologue. It was cute. It was clear. She was super pumped to be there. She was a fan. You know. Yeah, it was adorable. Um, and then the next sketch was What's Your Type, which was like a game show hosted by Ego Nuodum and Cecily Strong. And they had Regina King on um, trying to find her type and man. And her type was cringy white dudes. Um, in their early 40s yeah and so then it was kyle mooney alex muffet and mikey day which was like the perfect lineup of cringy white dudes it was so perfect i was like at each time yeah i was so happy to see all of them lined up and i don't know they all just super nailed it in this sketch they were on fire they are all so fucking funny yeah like i think they were talking about like the sexiest part of, of them and mikey day was like my wiener I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah he played someone named link something i oh my god it was he was doing voices he was like tucked up on the stool at one point it was it was a wild sketch and i mean i oh i wrote down who would you have chosen um probably kyle mooney <laughs> okay i just thought it was so funny him starting out by being like happy black history month his like his cringe like liberal views were kind of entertaining to me yeah i appreciated mikey day's antics when she chose mikey day i was like all right girl i'm with you i got it i got you um yeah we then went into it was Peloton, which was Peloton for people who need like criticism and not Just negative reinforcement during yeah. the workout. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like, fucking same. I, I totally got this. I've been working out again. And the woman whose videos I do on YouTube, she's always giving out little like motivational things. And just like Ego Noro, I'm like, I immediately want to unplug it and go smoke. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, okay, fuck this. Um, I've been doing the same thing, except in a bit more childish way. I've been doing the sweat mode on Just Dance. Um, and That's amazing. Yeah, but I, I love it. But it's like, when it tells, like, if I, it's like, oh, three stars, nice job. I'm like, fuck you. I can do better. Like, oh my God. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. I think I, I think I did seven rings by ariana grande like eight times in a row the other day because i need to get superstar so i can unlock a different version like 
don't tell me nice try try again i love that song oh my god i love it too anyway um so yeah i this is real how to motivate me i was like uh yeah this hit again and i don't even care if it's a oh people last week were ranking on snl saying oh people can't even spot when it's an ad with zillow and it's like i don't even fucking care if it's product placement or they're getting money to mention peloton it was fucking funny it was funny like, like when they had the music um and it was the curb your enthusiasm theme yeah. song i laughed so fucking hard i love curb your enthusiasm like rick and morty and curb your enthusiasm being mentioned as now great night for me <laughs> um yeah no i it was just i don't know it fucking hit and it's like you want to bitch about snl taking money from uh peloton or zillow like they took money from the u.s army back in like the 80s or 90s so go dig into that instead yeah anyway speaking of taking money um the next sketch was uh, about that gorilla glue wig woman from this past week and it was a lawyer trying to um put an ad out for you know you can get compensated if this has ever been you (laughs) who among us you know yeah, I honestly, I mean, I don't think it was, I thought it was her hair because she was very concerned that her, I, I don't know. I thought this woman, um, I, I only saw it like briefly in like one tweet, but I think what it was is somebody gorilla glued a wig to her scalp. Right. No, I saw I, the I, video. I just didn't know if it was the wig or her real hair, but regardless, it was like, holy fucking shit. And the guy, did you hear, I mean, it got fixed. I don't know if you heard about it. Well, that's good. I mean, I was hoping it got fixed. Yeah, no, some guy in LA, he's like, he was like a black hairdresser, like a black cosmetician, beautician. I don't know the right term. I think cosmetician. Okay. I don't know. He, he basically looked at the properties of what exactly she put in her hair, like all of the chemicals, and he built something that would break it down, but like specifically for this. Like Whoa, it, that's crazy. It, yeah, it was nuts. And like, good for him. I'm so happy for her. But like, holy shit. Like he had to make a product. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I Wow. I Yeah. Anyway, it's I got closure on that story. <laughs> yes, I, I was. It, it had a happy ending. Um, but yeah, the hair like a Lego man line got me. I liked how, um, punk, uh, how Punky Johnson had an infinity stone in her forehead i love that it was an infinity stone and i love that it was punky johnson yeah she had a good night tonight and i think this is a whole cast she night. did i saw on twitter i think everybody in the cast was in this show so a plus you scored a 10 on that one guys yeah um yeah there was like a silly putty butt part of it i, I don't know it, it was like it started one way it was it went in a weird direction towards the end but all right yeah it did go in a weird direction towards the end i'm pretty sure this was like my worst of the night just because of like it felt like it went on for too long yeah oh well um we then the next sketch was a birthday party and it was okay again something i noticed about this sketch the joke wasn't like, oh my God, haha, we're at a birthday party in Corona. Are we safe? It was like- That's what I was expecting. I, yeah. I was like, God damn it. Another fucking COVID sketch. Like, can we not? I, I just, I, it, we deal with it every day. 
I, I don't want to come to SNL and see what my fucking worst nightmares are, although not for long. Ah! Sorry. So instead, um, we got an alcoholism sketch. Yes, right. Which be- I, I want to say better, but not. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of funny for me just because yesterday my roomie, um, she went to visit her parents because they live like pretty close to us. And she came back with one of those fucking wooden signs that women love to put up in their in their homes it's like this is us some sort some sort of corny shit like that yeah Uh, it's kind of funny though um also what's kind of funny was all the haircuts that the cast had in this um sketch it was just like like the pixie cut and the the short bob (laughs) all just like 40 year old woman hair yeah it was like all mom cuts and i just thought it was going to be a sketch about cheesy mom signs but it no it was all about drinking and one of the signs it was ad bryant's birthday party she was the person in question and she kept opening these signs one of which was hey barkeep i want to die tonight and it was like what the fuck that was when it took a turn yeah yeah that was it was like i mean it's the signs though like it's the first thing I think of when I see these where like, you know, someone has like, it's wine o'clock somewhere or like whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. You drink a lot. Like it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I did love the sign that was like home where the hoe and me come together. That was good. I appreciated the last one where she picked it up and she was like, this one says cross faded AF. And it's like, yep, I was. Literally, no, A.D. Bryant, when she was reading that, like, she was low-key laughing and messing up. It was great. Yeah. And then we had um, this negotiator sketch, which, okay, I do love me a good weed gummy. Um, Did have one a few nights ago that really fucked me up. But I was a little bit like, okay, why are we portraying weed as this, like, powerful psychedelic drug when it's most certainly not at all? Um true i mean i think the joke being there she ate a whole fucking bag of them like i mean yeah like one this and literally i don't really fuck with edibles for just the it's like you take an edible and it's like you might have a good high you might not it's like you don't really i don't know it's very hard for me to judge even if i eat the same amount of the same thing it's just it could be a completely different high so that's why i stick with smokables because you know i know what i'm getting um but yeah, I, when you phrase it like that, yeah, that's not great. But I don't know. Pete Davidson is a terrifying weed gummy was, oh my God, so good. I love seeing him get into these big elaborate costumes. Yeah. He's really flexing his little uh, SNL muscles right now. And I'm very, yeah. very happy to see that. Yeah. Um, I also liked the animation that was in this this sketch it was kind of cool kind of trippy looking yeah I I thought it was absolutely hilarious that you know they're negotiating and they have these criminals on the roof and I think it was Mikey Day he's like can we can we come down like you're really freaking us out like we 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 can we can just surrender it's fine or something of that sort I laughed yeah no and also like having Melissa Villasenor play Marge Simpson that was so great so good for her like having out of nowhere that I love yeah her. was so unexpected and she nailed it 
she did she always does although i feel like they never know what to do with her yeah and then we went we had nathaniel ratliff's first performance he performed redemption and it was a really good song i I mean it's a really good song i liked the performance and i wrote down i really wish he was here with the night sweats it's not bad but he can rock and then right below it i wrote nice but i wanted to rock so i forgot what i wrote and then wrote it again so you know that's that's where i was last night although i really yeah anyway yeah i had never heard of him but it was really not as bad as i thought it was going to be (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what i was I, I don't know why i was like preparing for the worst i guess after morgan wall and i stopped trusting them but uh, yeah no 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 uh nathaniel ratliff is country tinged but he's more like folk indie rock or folk rock as opposed to morgan wallet no I, nathaniel ratliff is a good person he supported bernie he's he's good people i was very excited for this tonight or last night so yeah yes and then we had a weekend update um which you know i thought it was pretty good yeah this one this one i thought they nailed it i yeah that i they opened colin jost opened with a joke mainly just commentary on the second acquittal of uh the 45th president 45th I, um, I don't even I know. I, I I don't fucking know. I, I don't think about that man anymore. It's one less thing I really kind of have to worry about. Still in the back of my head, but, you know, not taking up space or what's it, um, fr- living rent-free in my mind anymore. It's not Oh, my God, constant. living rent-free. A lot of things live rent-free in my mind. Yeah, but that man is not one of them anymore. And it was just, I don't know. It's like, it could have been so bad. But I thought... Colin Jost's commentary on Mitch McConnell being like, only in the U.S. Senate could, like, you bring a guy up for trial, you acquit him, because 43% of the jury is just like, eh. And then after you acquit him, the guy leading the people that were like, eh, is like, well, something needs to be done. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of it all. Um, <sighs> yeah. Um. Although, okay, so they photoshopped Colin Joe's face onto Ted Cruz and it was fucking disturbing. And again here, I just wrote uh, that Ted Cruz's hair, ew, that I thought it was photoshopped at first, but we already talked about that. So that's not... Yeah, I realized we already talked about right. his hair up top. I guess it was that important. It was. Um, <laughs> um, go ahead, sorry. I enjoyed the... Um the stephanie green QAnon, kate mckinnon which bit i enjoyed it i thought i was like okay we've kind of i feel like kate mckinnon's weekend update characters they're not repetitive but there's something about them that there's like something similar about each one of them and I can't put my finger on it but whether it's Dr. We Notice or the QAnon witch I wasn't totally um I wasn't totally it was good it just wasn't totally my thing yeah I get that like I (laughs) I really love Kate McKinnon I'm a simp for Kate McKinnon if you will um (laughs) and uh 
yeah, I laughed pretty hard when she was like, can I make a confession? This is going to come out of left field. I'm a witch. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was good. I appreciated the, um, the NFL is going to have games at 10% capacity, otherwise known as Jets level. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was as a Jets fan. I appreciated that slam. That's, you know, they're not wrong. I don't know sports. And I laughed at that. Yeah, no, normally at a Jets game, it's like you can normally like get tickets for like five bucks the night before a game. And um, you can get tickets. Yeah, no, it's no, it's like you can get tickets. It's like fucking parking costs 25. You can it's it's like you have to pay more to park your car at the stadium than you do to go to the fucking game. So yeah. Yeah. I went to see a uh, Red Sox game once for $9. That was nice. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, it was, um, oh, and I also wanted to say this is, has nothing to do with the show, but there was, well, it does. Um, it said New York uh, in, for COVID uh, at this point for vaccines or they're going to start asking for proof of conditions uh, before people get the vaccines. And I can't remember if it was Colin Jost or Michael Che, but they said the proof was what's the matter with you or what's the matter you? And it was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. Although I had some bitch from my high school message me last night. It was like, how did you get, how did you get your shots? Like, what did you put on the form? Like, did you lie about something? And it was like, what the fuck? bitch, no. I and I I kind of gave her. She's like, oh, sorry. I was just trying to figure out how to get in line or something. I was like, fucking. I haven't talked to you in ten years. Leave me alone. What the hell? Unfriend. Come on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> go ahead. Um. I got some joke swap vibes tonight when Colin Jost had the line about Morgan Wallen using the N word and then having his sales go up, and he said, uh, that he wanted to test out his theory that if NBC just let him say the N word the ratings would go up. <laughs> Felt very much like a joke swap to me. Mm-hmm. As did the uh, Michael Che joke where he said um, the Pope hired two women in positions that women had never held at the Vatican. And it's he said that God came to him in a dream and said, you could pay women less. And it was like that really, it did feel like they're just at this point throwing each other jokes and like fucking with each other. Yeah, my apartment, we were like, ooh, at that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, there was something about Star Wars being Nazi propaganda. I I, I don't know why I wrote it that was, down. Um, like an anti-Semitic kind of portrayal in The Phantom Menace. Right, yes, thank you. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was the guy that owned Anakin. He was like the junkyard guy, right? Yeah, I don't remember his name either, but it was like his his owner. Yeah, yo, isn't like prequels? It's just so fucked up, <laughs> yeah, right? Watto. I was gonna say Blotto, oh but that's not. <laughs> yeah, there was a character portrayed by Lauren Holt, Mackenzie Taylor Joy, and she was a relationship coach who was broken up with on air by text on Valentine's. Who among us hasn't been, honestly, <laughs> on Valentine's? I mean, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking fancy dirt. Yeah. Um, yep. Ugh. So anyway. Um, it was a good like little debut for her. I thought yeah, it was. Cool. It was yeah. Um, 
yeah, someone who was literally dumped on Valentine's Day. I don't, uh, that one didn't totally. It was just like, yeah, a little too close to home for me. I, I get why it's funny, but mm, not for me. Yeah, fair. It's a, pers- a personal, that was a personal thing though. That's not an SNL problem. That's a Gilda problem. Like, oh my God. Michael J had this line about how the Pearl Milling, uh, how Pearl Milling is the name of the white lady who owned Aunt Jemima. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a joke about Larry Flint and instead of sending flowers, he requested full bushes. And I was like, God damn it. Like, kind of funny. it was, I didn't want, it was just like, ah. And then we had Alex Moffat as drunk Tom Brady, which fuck Tom Brady. I hate that man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh God, it was, there might be some glass in there. And he was like, ah, maybe. It was just like, oh God, that was funny. Like about his beer bottle. Yeah, that was so funny. Well, and it's like Tom Brady never fucking gets drunk, at least not in public. And holy shit, did you see some of that footage? No. Okay, so Tom Brady. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it was like every, it was in like non-sports circles that there was a boat parade for the celebration of the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady threw the Lombardi trophy from his boat to another boat. And that was seen as a no-no. And then they're like walking away from the celebration. And he had like a guy beside him, like holding him up. And Tom Brady's just like, hey, it's just like, it was bad. It was like, yeah, like it's funny, but also like, dude, check yourself you wreck yourself yeah yeah it's like hey barkeep i want to die tonight right literally it had that vibe so yikes yeah um there was i have anything else to talk about no. from weekend update no 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 yeah no, that was it was solid i laughed a lot yeah there was, was nothing overtly offensive that made me feel icky so you know good on them yeah when the bar is on the ground um we had a 70s green room sketch uh with kyle mooney and boney yang and regina king as the the singer fleona yeah i don't know what the hell that was about the crowd was not into it i was not into it but it was literally just like a 1970s donna summer style diva yeah and it was just like the joke was that she kept like slapping Bone Yang and then A. Bryant slapped him and then uh, Keenan punched him. What? I would say he was kind of into it. <sighs> he was, yeah. I liked his character. Yeah. He's, he's always fun. He's seriously one of my favorites. Oh, and Yang commits. Yes. Oh, God. And then, okay. So there was like a school presentations talent show thing. And it was like Melissa Villasenor giving, it starts with Melissa Villasenor giving a presentation on why the school should be taller. It's like, okay, that was very on brand for random high school, way too over the top improvements. Um, And then the principal announces they've brought in a feminist theater ensemble called Fembox. And they're going to be performing uh, an age appropriate version of their presentation which was made age appropriate by changing like two words total and there's the vagina monologues but yeah it was like off-brand vagina monologues and i 
thought it was, oh God, it was just fucking funny. I, it, yeah. Like, again, Eddie Bynum was kind of laughing a little bit in this. Yeah. And that, it was a perfect, uh, it was, I, this was the 10 to 1. Yeah, this is a perfect 10 to 1. It was weird. It pushed boundaries. I laughed like hell because, I mean, I don't know. I got it. Um, but yeah, and it ended with the entire auditorium chanting, elbows, elbows. It was really funny. Yeah, because Chris Red was like, that was so empowering. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that, Chris Red. He yeah. had a tweet about Morgan Wallen. What did he say? He basically was just like, I want my handshake back, man. Like something like that. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Good on him. I know. Ugh, fuck Morgan Wallen. Um, yeah. And we had our last performance with the, um, Nathaniel Ray, Ray, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah. Him for a little honey. Yeah. Um, and now this is my, that was my style. That was what I wanted to see the first performance. And then, you know, oh God, I, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll send you a video once we're off of this. Cause they're just fucking awesome. But yeah, yeah I liked this. I liked his look too. Yeah. No, he's, he's a cool dude. And he has like really awesome tattoos just all over. Yeah. It's yeah. His hand tats. Oh my God. Yeah. And the turquoise ring and the turquoise earrings. Oh my God. Yeah. No, he's he's chill. Definitely recommend you downloading some of their stuff because it's just good, like, vibing music. I was vibing. Um, yeah, so that was it for the show. We saw a continuation of Bo and Yang and Ego Nuodum's running gag at the end of the show where I think last week he proposed to her and this week they were dancing, I think, grinding. I don't know, but it was funny. <laughs> Not entirely sure, but yeah, there was a cut for time sketch titled Kyle and Friends, um, which was Kyle going around backstage um, trying to make friends to invite to his little Valentine's gathering where he was going to um, break open the three-year-old wine he got from Lil Wayne. I think it was, wasn't it rum? Rum. Did I say wine? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it's like three-year-old wine. Yeah, all right. That's a bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had rum written down. Um, yeah, I don't know. The there's a like, I feel like Kyle Mooney's like pre-tapes are always centered on Kyle Mooney being weird and awkward, and I feel like he's just adding to this collection. And I mean, he doesn't. I mean, as long as it gets on YouTube, I think he's like, I don't know, but it's just like he has when I see it's a Kyle Mooney cut for time I know what I'm going to be seeing yeah it's kind of like low-hanging fruit almost but like it's it's fun I liked how he gave Mikey Day this SNL rattle for his son and he was like my son's eight years old and also Lauren they went into Lauren's office or he went in and Lauren was like I don't like you there's one joke. Oh, and then the sketch ends with Kyle Mooney. Then he gets like reassured by Regina King that everything's fine, but he's freaking the cast out and she leaves. And then you see Kyle Mooney whispering to a high, to a like half-assed disguised A.D. Bryant, like with a mustache and a paperboy cap or something. And she just runs over to Regina King and kneecaps her with a tire iron, like Tanya Harding style of like Nancy Kerrigan. Like I was like, what oh, the yeah. f- 
fuck this turned and then she just like takes off down the hallway and kyle mooney's like guess i have to host now everybody likes the host and regina king's like yeah no i'm good i got this and then he gets spanked or he takes off his pants to get spanked yeah that was he was also spanking people in the workplace which like please don't do that yeah like no definitely don't pull your pants down to get spanked but don't just like walk up to people and hit them on the ass not cool that would be uh assault yeah so so what you said your worst of the night was the gorilla glue hair correct yes that just went on a little bit too long and i mean there were some good lines and i i, I love cecily strong she did pretty good in it. and pucky johnson too with yeah. infinity stone i loved that but yeah just not the best sketch yeah another one that did not work for me was fleona i just did not understand what the point of having okay you're performing here's your writer they got nothing here's like i i mean maybe it was a commentary on like black performers writers not being fulfilled in the 70s maybe that went over my head but i i don't know it just felt out of place i could be absolutely wrong but i'm pretty sure ariana grande when she was on did a similar um sketch to this okay yeah, so I don't think it necessarily has to do with her being black. Okay. I thought this is just like a sort of, like, not ripoff, but like the same okay. thing as the Ariana Grande sketch. I honestly um, don't remember the Ariana Grande sketch like this. So I figured, I don't like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, wait, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe it had a deeper meaning. I don't think it had a deeper meaning. <laughs> no, although I did kind of like the, um, just the dialogue was really fast and that's kind of fun to see. Yeah, that's hard to do, especially it's normally a slower paced multi-camera where it was just kind of like today or last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, what, okay. Was there anything kind of in the middle slash runner up for you? That's tough. I think, um, I mean, weekend update had some some good moments yeah I there was a lot tonight that is like almost at the favorite for me like weekend update was really good but wasn't totally uh I didn't totally love the correspondent or uh Lauren Holt's performance as a correspondent I thought elbows was absolutely hilarious Um, I wish it had been on earlier in the night, but I guess I understand maybe why not. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it was like weekend update and elbows were right in the middle of the path, like right at the could have been great, could have been like better. Yeah. I feel that my top one was, uh, the Peloton ad. Okay. Yeah. Specifically for um i will immediately unplug it and smoke <laughs> yeah great line absolutely yeah that was perfect my my yeah my best i have written down the edibles and peloton yes i i could not decide between the two they they both just hit so well there was nothing they both had a lot going on too like a lot of the cast showed up in both of those yeah yeah it was yeah they utilized them both very well in those um which i guess both were pre-records yeah um, yeah, but I mean, I honestly, the pre-tapes, so- sometimes they are better. There's more, I don't want to say there's more effort put into it, but it's, it's more of a thing. 
that's they have specific. more flexibility with with what they can do in a pre-tape. Yes, so, yes, like that. that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, it's they're allowed to play a bit more. It's a bit more outside the box. There we go. Yeah, that's more coherent. <laughs> you can find us on social media um, at Sat Night High Pod. Night is spelled N I T on Twitter. We are on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, and Facebook. I, Gilda, live tweet the episodes during, well, live shows. Um, so find us on Twitter then as well. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. And you can reach us at satnighthighpod at gmail. Yeah, that's it for me. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy valentine's day president's day happy highs